0: The Bucs' winning streak has extended to 16 games. They blow out the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic on back-to-back nights, and everyone played just about. Chris Middleton rested, but that was a question we had coming into this game, how are they going to manage the back-to-backs? We've asked questions about the offense, and we've asked questions about whether this team is priming priming itself for a championship run, so we can dive into all those things and what we saw from the Brooklyn Nets and Orlando Magic game. Let's get started. Max him down.
1: Giannis into the lane, Giannis spinning, fading shot, shot. up, off.
0: Bucks, My name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN and alongside me, the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. For today's episode, that's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Of course, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every day. And I did mention we weren't going to be able to podcast after the Brooklyn game, which I was disappointed about because I watched that game and I was fired up with some of the things we saw, but we can touch on those today. And I'm just thankful that the Bucks went ahead and won this game tonight as well, so we can continue talking about the winning streak. But we appreciate you uh, the support of all our listeners and viewers. Subscribe, drop a like, drop a comment uh, because it helps us big time and it's also free to do, which uh, which is nice nice for everyone involved. And it's, uh, drop a comment, uh, it's 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 my mom's birthday. So maybe you'd want to drop a comment on YouTube. Happy birthday to mom. She doesn't listen to this podcast, but maybe you can drop a po- uh, comment. Happy birthday to Kane's mom. Frank, I said this to you and I just mentioned it, but I'm glad the winning streak is still going. We've got two games to break down. Some really cool stuff in both of them. But I guess we start with the game we just watched against Orlando. A very back to backish offensive onslaught. 56 three-point attempts, but they knocked down 26 of them. And again, it did, just did look like, for the most part, a game where this Bucks team that is just looking supreme with confidence right now was able to say to the Magic, uh, "Look, little fellas, we're we're just going to keep you at arm's length because we know we can get the job done when we need to."
1: Yeah, I, I think the you know looking at this this kind of game is a or a, the the last twenty four hours is sort of like it's this two pack of games. Um, the first half in Brooklyn was sloppy. Uh, lots of turnovers and just kind of like, Ugh, come on guys. Like, you know, you're gonna have to really give a little bit more than this. Um, but the, the three quarters thereafter or three halves thereafter, um, I think you have to feel, feel pretty good about. And Bucks again, looked like a team that is in the midst of a 16 game winning streak. And just, you know, second half last night, just looked like a team that kind of felt like, okay, yeah, you got a 10 point lead at halftime, but eh, we're better. we mm-hmm. will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, as usual things, starting with Giannis Adetokounmpo who actually finished two games in a row. He made it out of the first quarter twice in 24 hours, which is a, a great sign. You know, it's always this thing with Giannis playing in a back-to-back, like, uh, is it good that he's playing in a back-to-back? Should he be resting? Um, I will take it as a positive that he's feeling healthy and good and energized. Uh, and, you know, maybe has a little bit more of the, the hop in his step given that he, he hasn't played a lot of basketball in the last two weeks. And we saw it last night. I mean, some of the plays he made in transition oh. last night i i called out i mean he had two incredible dunks in transition had multiple other three point plays did a ton of damage with his left hand had another awesome dunk with his right hand um, broke out a couple of dirk stepbacks last night hit one tonight as well he hit um, a deep
0: that was they, they that was just the, the longest, normal
1: variety yeah that was the longest dirk stepback i The guy wasn't even really that close to him. He really didn't need to go to a Dirk step back, but I think he's actually more comfortable. seems like he gets like a better release, like a better loft on the shot when he's doing that little step back, which it's funny. I mean, a couple of years ago, I think people, you know, hardcore fans, like probably many of you listening, probably remember there was a stretch there where Giannis got pretty comfortable sort of turning middle of the lane to these little Mm -hmm. kind of fadeaway jump shots, not step backs, um, but fadeaways that were kind of in the middle of the lane. And the nice part about those shots was he, he really did a nice job of getting loft on the ball. Just, I don't know, his, his touch just looks a little more natural when he's moving away a little bit. And he's obviously not too deep. And when he's straight on the basket, you also get the benefit of the roll sometimes because you've got the backboard behind you, which of course you don't have on those glamor shot baseline fadeaways. Uh, and we saw it tonight, the, the Dirk setback that he hit tonight. He got a friendly bounce uh, on, on that shot, which again speaks to the fact that he's getting up there with nice loft, um, not throwing a, a fastball at the rim. Um, hit another kind of awkward little, uh, kind of mid-range jump shot as well after he sort of lost the handle. So He's got um, that Chris you know. Middleton touch, Frank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, finally, after a decade of playing together, you know, <laughs> the uh, the the mid-range jumper is beginning to to uh, to to rub off on Giannis. But uh, I mean, for him to you know come back, we've obviously been sort of like agonizing. I'm like, oh, you know, this is a wrist, this is knee, quad, like what's going on? Um, For him to come back and physically look uh, the way he did the last two nights Um, tonight, making free throws, hit eight in a row at one point, hits three threes. Uh, I thought his passing, um, you know, was, was also really good tonight and uh, to, to put up, you know, back-to-back 30 point nights uh, do it in under 30 minutes, both nights. So again, you get these double digit wins. And of course, yesterday there was, you know, it took them a little while, uh, about three quarters to really kind of get going. They really, Kind of put the footle to put the footle put the foot to the <laughs> pedal to the pedal to the floor whatever the uh, you know whatever the uh,
0: paints in the point paints in the
1: point paints in the point <laughs> they kind of took him till the end of the third quarter uh, on uh, on Tuesday night uh, tonight obviously they kind of were playing from the front from the beginning but um, you know Giannis I thought the end of the third quarter last night was or was was pretty important um, tonight Giannis comes back with about what ninety seconds uh, to go in the third quarter tonight and I think he scored four points, he had a three-pointer, then he got the line, hit one out of two, and then created another three-pointer. I think it was for A.J. Green, if I remember correctly. Um, and so they were kind of able to finish that quarter out strong. And again, I you know uh, Cole Anthony shot way better than I normally expect Cole Anthony to shoot. Markel Fultz has been very good of late. He was very good again tonight. But overall, you know, the, the funny part is, I mean, it's it, I guess it makes sense that I'm, I haven't talked about the three-point shooting because the 26 threes, that totally snuck up on me. I didn't realize until Lisa Byington called out that they hit were at 23. I didn't realize that they were having just a, that big of a three-point shooting night. Um, and so, I mean, to, to have just sort of like a ho-hum, oh, yeah, they finished with 26 threes. I mean, you know, a few years ago, that would have been an NBA record, um, if not for the, the Bucks magic night in, uh, in Miami a couple of years ago. So uh, this has been a team that has not had to live and die by the three-pointer of late, especially when Giannis is out there. But, uh, hey, you know, second night of a back-to-back, if you can dial up 26 threes and get contributions from seemingly everybody hitting threes, um, that just obviously makes makes everything a lot easier. And th- their defense actually was, was was slightly below their normal uh, league best average tonight, So, which has been rare. I think they've only had about three games where they've been over 110 points per 100 in the last uh, 13, 14 games. Um, so the Magic were slightly above that today. But overall, hey. Okay no complaints banked another two wins in the span of 24 hours. And I believe the bucks are now seven and one on the second night of back to back. So even with the resting that they've had to do, Chris, obviously not playing back to backs. This was Joe Ingalls first back to back. He splashed a bunch of threes, which was nice to see. And obviously Giannis playing on the second night of a back to back, looking very fresh and energized. Um, obviously, a you know, a really encouraging sign. And um, I don't know, I don't know how much the, the winning streak matters to these guys. Uh, clearly, again, these guys are winners. Many of these guys are NBA champions. Um, and it just feels like things are, are clicking and going very well right now. And again, now they get a couple of days off before a, a big game against the Sixers on Saturday, but, uh, but yeah, just, man, no drama. Nobody's like the national media isn't really talking about the box. Cause it's just like, well, they're just, we expect them to be really good. And you know, they're just out there crushing it. And, uh, without much drama but uh it's uh it's pretty fun hey if if espn doesn't want to talk about it kane we'll talk about it uh here on lockdown bucks and uh it's it's a really fun time to be watching the milwaukee bucks
0: the thing with that is because you see it a lot and i'm like well first of all we do talk about it every day so we are so far immersed in this more than just about anyone so it's hard for us to get a grip on it and most of the you know even the even the the fans that, that perhaps uh, aren't everyday listeners. Everyone should be everyday listeners. Make it your first listener of every day. Locked on Bucks. It's a fantastic podcast. But I kind of understand because I tweeted about it. Like this Bucks team, it's been so sputtering and there's been guys in and out. And it's just been, you look at the record and it doesn't necessarily match up with maybe how I've felt about this team for much of the year. And even this winning streak at the start of the streak, they had some scratchy performances. It's only really been for me over the last week or so where you're like, okay, it feels like things are starting to ramp up here. And maybe it is just as simple as having more guys on the floor uh, than they've had for much of the season. I don't know. But I think we will start to see more of this. I think we'll start to see Giannis come back into the MVP conversation as well. Just a couple of really quick notes before, because I want to talk to you about Drew Holiday. I think this is the best we've seen him play. But I want to ask you that question and your thoughts on Drew Holiday in just a second. Six guys that knocked down at least three triples that's a very high number. I wonder how many times that has happened. Maybe a bit in the modern NBA, but that's a lot. The other point is Michael Carter Williams on my box score right here with a DMP coach's decision. I did not know he was still on the Orlando Magic. Was He, he just got field?
1: signed. He just got signed. Wow. Literally just got added. Wow. That, they, they, that explains he was, it he was, he, They were hoping that he was going to be the secret weapon against the Bucs, his old team, but I guess you know,
0: he just didn't have quite enough hey, we'll, 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 to come in. A game that I will never forget game five in Chicago back in the mm. 2015 playoffs Michael Carter Williams beautiful stuff uh always we'll have a bit forced
1: of Forced you spot. forced you to change your flight home to Australia right, That's you, right. Were, you were in Wisconsin and then you uh unfortunately stayed for, for that horrendous <laughs> return lag uh and 50 whatever point loss which was two nights two days before my wedding but uh let's not yeah whatever long gone wherever you mirror
0: uh we're in a much better place now I'll always have a soft spot for MCW though. So shout out to him. Good to see him still hanging around the league. Uh, Last quick point. You mentioned some of the dunks that Giannis had and he looked pissed off against the Brooklyn Nets. And I think Nick Claxton is on the list because he's had a couple of decent games against the Bucs. And I don't think Giannis really likes the way he goes about it. And he was trying to prove a point last night, which is uh, what we love to see. And I mentioned the fact that he might be coming back into the MVP conversation, which brings us... To our friends at FanDuel, and uh, highly recommend everyone checks it out because the road to the postseason is absolutely underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And I've got the MVP odds in front of me right now. Nikola Jokic still really a a pretty heavy favorite Minus three fifty, Joel Embiid at plus 700 Giannis is at plus 800 now this is staggering stuff because I just looked at this about 15 minutes ago and he was at plus 1000 so in the space of the last 10 minutes he's gone from plus 1000 into plus 800 because they know that he's coming so anyway don't waste time Go to FanDuel because I think Giannis is going to get back in this MVP conversation. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout at the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So Drew Holiday. There's been several moments over the last couple of months, really since the turn of the new year. He has been absolutely awesome. We know what he does defensively, and he's had a series of big defensive plays to close out games. But he's been on a scoring tear of late. He only had the 14 points against Brooklyn, but he was 7-12 from the field. Tonight against Orlando, he has another 23 points. Efficient again. Actually didn't shoot the ball well from three. He was the one guy who struggled. He was one for seven from the outside here, but he had another nine assists. And there's just been little things. Maybe it's the way he's shooting the ball. Maybe it's him deciding to absolutely throw one down tonight. But his confidence looks at at an all-time high. And I just think this is the best version. We've seen him do incredible stuff in the postseason. But I think regular season, this is the best we've seen him over this last six-week stretch.
1: I mean, I'll push back a little bit because I don't want to understate how good he was the last two regular seasons and um i just brought up his his basketball reference page again because i wanted to take a look at it and you know like the the efficiency the past two years was a little bit higher than than it is this year um his scoring has gone up mainly because his usage has gone up which of course is not surprising given chris milton has been uh, obviously uh, far less available this season and and even when he's been back here uh, has been in a in a reserve role so i think there's been a little bit of trade-off with drew in terms of you know the the percentages coming down a little bit i mean drew being at 41 percent from three last year and 39 percent the year before right you don't think of him as this knockdown three-point shooter but the last couple of years you know i mean it, it's it's wild to look at his three-point shooting the, the few years before he came to milwaukee he was at 35 32 and a half and 33.7 percent uh in new orleans so when he, i mean you kind of people might remember when he came to milwaukee it was like well He's not that great of a shooter, you know, like he's not like a great floor spacer around Giannis. And instead, you know, he's really been just consistently really good in that regard in terms of the three point shot. And this year his volume is up significantly. He's at 38% from three, but his shots. So like if you look per 36, the three point attempts have gone from 5.3, 5.2 the last two years to almost seven this year. So he's really dialed up three-point shooting and again even if he shoots you know a couple percent less from three if he can add another couple of attempts per game you know basically he's increasing his his um number of shots per per minute by you know practically 40 percent um that's that's a winning trade-off even if the the percentage is down slightly um so you know the two-point percentage is down a little bit uh, but overall still getting the line as much as before. And his and his free throw percentage has been much better, right? He's at 86% versus 76 and 79% the past couple of years. So um, I think that, you know, overall, you look at that and then the playmaking, you know, his, his assist numbers are the highest they've been since he's been in Milwaukee turnovers up a little bit as well. Um, But yeah, offensively, I mean, it's a little bit different than he was the last couple years, just because they've leaned on his scoring more. Um, But he's just been tremendous and, you know, it was interesting seeing Bill Simmons uh, tweet about Drew Holiday. I mean, again, Simmons doesn't tweet about the Bucks very much, but you know, tweeting about Drew Holiday and how he should be on an All NBA team, um, I think it's pretty cool to see. And again, I, I think you know we, Bill Simmons, you know, there's always a bit of like bias towards things he saw. He the is last leaning
0: time. no, but he is the also leaning hard for the game, Bucks, right? Yeah. yeah, but he's leaning hard into the Bucks because I think that there is a part of him that wants to say act like if we lose to the Celtics, I, I mean, if we if the Celtics the lose to the Bucs, it. I can always say I was on the Bucs. I think there's yeah. a part of that.
1: Yeah, and to his credit, he also, I mean, after the after last season, he was very transparent in saying like if Middleton had been healthy, the Bucs would have beaten the Celtics. Like he did not try to sugarcoat any of that. Um, and and so again, like part of me is like, oh is he? you know i see like trying to like reverse jinx it or something like that or trying to make it seem more impressive for if the celtics do beat the box or top them in the regular season or something but um but he's a bit you know bill simmons too is correct. i mean he's he's a big Giannis fan you don't have to i don't think that that is ever going to be in doubt um and i think it's it's cool seeing drew get that type of recognition and obviously getting the all-star nod this year from the coaches was was long overdue i think um so yeah i mean again i I don't even want to, it's, it's like having to pick between Drew holiday seasons, like picking between children here. I don't want to have to do it. Um, I will say the other piece. I mean, I, I didn't quote any like defensive numbers just now when we were talking about that. I think, I think qualitatively, I think this year he has been more engaged this year. I think during a regular season than he was last year, I think last year. And and this again, wouldn't be shocking given that the guy had no off season last year, literally went from winning a championship to winning a gold medal basically getting a couple weeks off and then having to start training camp. It felt like he picked his spots more defensively last year, which I don't, you know, I don't begrudge him doing that a bit more, but I don't know. I mean, again, there's no way to statistically prove this necessarily, but it, it just feels like he we've seen sort of fully engaged true holiday defensively more this year. And I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that the bucks are the best defense in the league and dramatically better than they were last year. And Drew Holiday has been like that. And again, maybe some of it too is like, hey, you know, having Brooke Lopez healthy kind of makes everybody look better, et cetera. But um, but yeah, Drew's been he's been terrific, he's been incredible, he's been, you know, kind of the the rock of of this this team this season, given the injuries and you know, Giannis has missed 12 games. It's not like he's missed, you know, a really extended period, knock on wood. Hopefully he'll stay healthy the rest of the season. But um, yeah, you can't say enough about Drew, and again, that doesn't even go into kind of just the kind of guy he is, the locker room presence he is—I mean, it, it really is remarkable. Again, just like zooming out for a minute, right? I was talking to a coworker of mine. I was explaining to him, kind of my Bucks fandom the guy that I kind of recently met. And um, goodness
0: gracious, I hope he had a few hours spare when you started this conversation. <laughs> well, the
1: funny—the funny part is he then acknowledged to me that uh, he actually started collecting. Our, really, he's been doing it for a little while, but he collects like basketball cards and like sports cards <laughs> and stuff. And so he said he has some like Giannis like autograph cards that like he's collected over the years, but he said he still doesn't know how to pronounce his last name. So I tried to give him a little tutorial on that, but I was just telling him, I was just like, man, like, you know, I was telling him about going to see the Bucks win a championship with my dad and all this. And I was just like, you could not pick a better franchise player. Like you could not architect a better, you know, human being to build your franchise around than Giannis, but then to also have drew to also have Chris to also have Brooke Lopez and a lot of the complimentary guys. It's, it's just, I mean, again, like, you know, we try to, we try to tell people, you know, like enjoy these moments, enjoy these random regular season games, enjoy the stretch of greatness that we're seeing from this team. Um, Again, sports, nothing lasts forever. Um, And we're just, again, we're in the the golden era of Bucks basketball right now. And uh, to, to be able to not only see this, see this team succeed the way it has, but to do it with the kind of people that you want to get behind. Right. Obviously I've had some conversations about, you know, the type of people you want to root for, whether it's owners or players, things like that. Um, We are very much spoiled in the fact that we get to cheer for people like Giannis and Drew and Brooke and Chris and, you know, Joe Ingles and all these guys, right? Like it's, it's just a a great group of of people. And uh, you know, again, um, nothing, nothing specific about tonight necessarily. That makes us have to say that, but I think it's always good to sort of just kind of pause and, honestly, this is why the national media doesn't make as big a deal about the Bucks because they're boring. Like they're not controversial. They have no Kyrie doing crazy stuff. They don't have LeBron trying to draw attention with, you know, random tweets and things like that. Right. Like they're, they're boring in the best way possible. And uh, you know, Giannis talked to your boy, Timmy Bontemps uh, about, you know, feeling maybe a little underappreciated, but being totally fine with it and saying, Hey, all the great players typically are to an extent um and i think that sort of is pretty emblematic of the Bucks, right like yeah they probably feel like people don't really notice them but um i think they're okay with that you know they're they're just a group of guys that kind of just do their job and obviously during the past month right they finished february without a loss and now starting the, the month of march with another win uh they're clearly a team that is very comfortable in their own skin and um it's just been just been super fun to watch so again now we're getting to that time of the calendar year where um you know the the we're getting close to the playoffs and it's just about hitting your stride and right now just maintaining it right um and I think I think when you talk about like Giannis and the MVP and the buzz and attention on the bucks I mean unfortunately if they lose against the Sixers on Saturday right like a, a lot of the 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 positive buzz of winning 16 games will be kind of flipped and it's like oh well this but the Sixers beat them so I needless to say Kane I really want this win on Saturday. Um, I would happily trade a loss next week for, uh, for beating the Sixers on Saturday. And, you know, you talk about Giannis MVP odds, um, no better time to to make an MVP case than against another fellow uh, MVP candidate like Joel Embiid. So, you know, fingers crossed the Bucks can bring their best again on Saturday against a really tough Sixers team. Cause obviously forget about narratives again, just um, another opportunity to, to hopefully bank another win. And, uh, kind of create some more kind of breathing room and cushion um atop to east but uh in the meantime a couple of days to to just sit back and savor it
0: absolutely and I should say because we didn't podcast after the Brooklyn game we're going to podcast on Saturday night after the Philly game it's going to be one that everyone is interested in whether the bucks win or lose so that'll be a makeup podcast we always try and do that uh, so we'll get that done on the weekend subscribe and you'll you'll know when we uh, when we drop that show on YouTube or the audio platform. Just quickly, because there was actually a Bucs uh, roster stuff today, so I want to get to that before we wrap up this show. Uh, just quickly, uh, this isn't another ad read, but I, I quickly looked at FanDuel just when you were talking about the Drew Holiday stuff because it's interesting, and we know this, when the Defensive Player of the Year. So Brook Lopez currently second favorite for Defensive Player of the Year. Giannis is fifth favorite. Drew Holiday not even listed, and they're all big men. There's about 15 names here, and they're all big men. We know that's the way it works. Uh, but just another element of Drew Holiday that is underappreciated because I think you can put on lock. He's going to be one of the old defensive players. He's going to be on one of those teams, and yet he doesn't seem to be in the mix for a uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So whatever. He should have won last year ahead of Marcus Smart anyway. All right. I'm going to ask you about Sandro Carlos Kalashvili after this. All right, Frank. So there was some roster stuff uh, today, which... You know, I got to be honest. Was was a little bit surprising, and and yes, Frank, uh, I am a man of incredible integrity and honor. uh, So I am going to say that the Athletic uh, had this report first, and they tweeted it out. But then, Adrian, where was Timmy
1: Bontemps? Where was Timmy Bontemps on the Mamu beat? Come on, come on, no respect.
0: I think Timmy Bontemps does a good job, by the way. So I just want to he make does. that clear. I listen to the Wendy part all the time. I enjoy But that. then Woj came in over the top, I think with some added details. So look, essentially the Bucks have waived, and this is official now, they've waived Mamu, which uh, is kind of surprising. In his second year where the Bucs played 65 games overall, uh, Woj ended up tweeting uh, some additional stuff. And I, I didn't read the Athletics. So if they put that there, I'm, I'm honestly not stealing credit here. But uh, Woj said, uh, the team worked with his representation on release to help with, uh, Mamou Kalashvili's future options Bucks' vet roster offered limited opportunity so look that that point of that isn't a surprise and we didn't expect that he was going to play minutes for this team maybe the addition of Myers Leonard taking some extra stuff tipped him and his team over the edge and they said you know what let's try and get somewhere else we've got the back end of the season here maybe there's an opportunity to get some late season NBA minutes and maybe try and work out something to get in the league and play more regularly next year do you have any point or, or thoughts on this? It's not an earth-shattering development, but I think in general, you talk about guys that I think we've enjoyed little moments with, and he's, he's obviously been funny around the team. We've got some good content. Uh, I hope he does well. I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily surprised that he would get to the point where I say I'm at an age where I need to try and get to a spot where I can play.
1: Yeah, I think that's just. It. I mean, obviously, a team like this is always going to be a really hard place to to find a regular role. And, um, you know, we saw uh, encouraging signs certainly in summer leagues, encouraging signs through um, his play with uh, in EuroBasket uh, with the Georgia national team. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things like at, at some point, when does it make sense to kind of cut a guy loose and see if maybe he can find uh, a role elsewhere. And, um, you know, unfortunately, obviously he didn't have many opportunities this season, but I mean, you look at the numbers, it's like, last year just credit me he hit shots like when he played he hit shots i think he struggled more defensively last year than he did this year i think he did make some strides there the on off numbers were not the the disaster this year that they were last year um but again i mean he's he's supposed to be an offensive player i mean that that's kind of where he's supposed to kind of earn his money and and if he's ever going to carve out a role it's going to be because he can knock down an open three he can play make a little bit you know attack the rim opportunistically things like that and he just didn't do that. I mean, and again, if he shoots 35% from three rather than what he shoot low twenties or something like that um, this season, uh, again, th- do you keep him in that scenario? Like it's all such small sample stuff that I don't know that how much the numbers are like the overriding thing here, but I think, again, they probably just looked at the reality that he's on a two-way contract. We've talked about maybe there's some possibility the bucks take one of the two ways and convert them late in the season um, and make, you know, that guy, 15th roster spot. But I mean, even us, longtime AJ Green slash Gerber baby skeptics. uh, Even we were talking about how AJ Green probably made more sense to to be the guy that you convert among the two ways. And so I think that probably just says it all because I don't think I, either of us is looking at AJ Green as like a playoff player either. Um True, we, but uh, Frank,
0: we, uh, I have to admit when I was wrong, I didn't think he was going to have any meaningful yeah, moments in the yeah. regular season. I was he wrong, did again listening. tonight. He did a he nice did. job
1: again tonight, hit more threes tonight, you know. And let me say there was the the, the stretch of the game where uh, AJ Green, Grayson and Allen, and I'm forgetting who, and Pat, I think we're all out there together against like a lineup. It was like Giannis, Javon Carter, AJ Green, Pat Connaughton, and Grayson Allen against a lineup that was like, it had like three pretty big guys. I can't remember. I think Bull Bull was one of them, maybe Franz Wagner. And uh, I don't know if Wendell Carter was out there. I was just like, but why, why are you stacking all your little white dudes against this lineup of all? But anyway, um, but uh, but yeah AJ Green's been a very nice surprise and probably more importantly I mean yeah Jay Crowder and that probably more so than anything you know means that like there's no power forward minutes for for Mamou that are going to materialize here he couldn't get minutes essentially even when you know the Bucks were down to like zero power forwards and like Giannis was out right there were nights where he wasn't playing um even when they were desperately in need of of a foreman so so yeah I think again it's just you know especially with guys you draft guys you get connected to, people that, you know, I think everything we heard about Mamu is that he was a good guy, um, you know, and, and somebody that everybody would want to root for, you know, at some point you just say like, Hey, probably makes sense to, to try something else. So again, like, you know, signing another two-way guy, I'm, I'm assuming they might have, you know, there's no reason for them not to sign another two-way guy. That person won't be playoff eligible either way. So it's not like this move has anything really to do with what the Bucks can do in the postseason. But as you said, hopefully it's an opportunity for Mamu to maybe find a place that, you know, with a worse team that can actually give him a chance to play a little bit. Maybe get, maybe find a tanking team that can throw him a bone, get him some run. Yeah. You know, I mean, Yorgos Kalitsakis played like a crazy amount of minutes for the Thunder last year when they were tanking, right? So if Yorgos can play last year during the kind of last month of the season, come on, somebody give Mamu a chance to come in and, you know, be the tank commander and he could actually probably play, uh, do, do a better job playing NBA basketball. So, um, so yeah, it's so hard to say goodbye. Alas, another late second-round pick that you know doesn't pan out for the Bucks. But as we generally warn people, that's generally just sort of how those things go. It's just very hard to to find guys at that point in the draft, especially when you have a pretty stacked roster and and find somebody that's actually going to carve out some minutes. So fare thee well, Mamu, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see kind of what what's next for him.
0: No question. And as we said, we, we hope that he can get some minutes. And I bet you he'll put up some stats. And I guarantee you there'll be someone in the YouTube comments or on Twitter tweeting at me saying, see, the Bucks don't develop anyone. And it's like, okay, well, you know. That's, that's Jordan Wara
1: has <laughs> had like a couple of randomly good stack yeah. games here lately, guys, no like, fun. oh, Jordan Wara. But I think, I think we saw, no, I, feel, I feel like people were forced to watch enough of Jordan Wara that they're just like, uh, good luck, Jordan. But no, thanks. It wasn't, wasn't going to happen here.
0: Another guy I hope does well, though. As you said, yeah, it's not like it's all we can do is sit here and look at all these likable guys the Bucks bring in. You want them all to do well and make plenty of money and have a, a, a long career. All right, check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast as well. Get nightly recaps, analysis, stats, and everything you need to know from the local hosts across the network every day on your Locked On NBA feed. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Uh, subscribe, like, drop a comment, help us out. We appreciate it on the Locked On Bucks feed on the audio platform or YouTube, Frank i got to go get to a birthday dinner. And by a birthday dinner, I mean I'm just going to have a shower, put some clothes on, and take my mom out to dinner because I am not cooking tonight. But uh, i am got to go do that. Uh, we still have a podcast tomorrow. You pointed to it. day off for the bucks, and just get ourselves geared up for this Sixers game. i got to be honest. By the time Sunday afternoon here, Saturday night in the U.S. rolls around, I'm going to be pretty fired up for this Sixers game. It's going to be fun.
1: It's going to be a big game, national spotlight game. Hopefully, um, both teams are healthy and uh I mean, hopefully the Sixers suck and the Bucks dominate, but, you know, if it's a good game, great, then hopefully the Bucks win another game. But, uh, yeah, 16 wins, hard to believe the 18-win mark that they had uh, with that streak back in the 1920 season is actually in play. But, uh, I don't know, at some point they're going to have to lose, uh, but its uh, it certainly is fun to just see them continue to rack up wins. And hopefully the Celtics can lose another couple games here, another game or two a year, so, that, you know, they don't immediately fall back into uh, – into second place when, uh, when they do lose at some point, but hey, at this point, um, the big thing to me is, you know, I think as we've talked about, if you can just put some distance between yourself and the Sixers and at least guarantee yourself, you know, more or less a, a top two seed, I think that's a pretty good place to be. Um, you know, regardless of kind of other stuff, I, I don't really want to see the Celtics in the second round again, especially if you're potentially not going to have home court. So, um, let's just stay healthy, keep winning basketball games and man, Number one C would be pretty awesome, and especially if you're thinking about Giannis MVP candidacy, Giannis MVP narratives. You know, would be having the best overall record, especially given how good the Nuggets have been as well. Um, That's probably pretty important. I don't see a path to Giannis winning MVP uh, without necessarily having the best record in the league. But uh, if he does, then um, you know, the the best player on the best team, who's the best player in the world, that that tends to be a pretty you know kind of easy narrative to, to spout off but uh but anyway we'll see Can getting get into the fun fun part of the calendar for sure
0: yep the bucks have won 16 in a row my uh championship winning geelong cats in the australian football league finished the season on a 16 game winning streak so it's a very very nice number i like it a lot all right we'll be back tomorrow Locked on bucks